Hello, welcome back to Five More Minutes. This is Andrew. This is Danny. We talking about、uh, Chinese skateboarding stories in English.、Yeah. And we have a, a wonderful special guest today. Would wow! You、like, would you like to introduce our guest? Let me introduce Eric Ellington. Hello. Wow. Nice to be here. I still can't believe Eric Ellington sitting in my office. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I still have one. Crew, your signature model jeans. Nice. I was saying you should wear them today. <laughs> Bring them back. I'm getting fat because <laughs> <laughs> they were a bit baggier back then. Actually, wait. Were they? Were they the?、Uh, there were some that were really slim. Were they the?、Slim? I think mine were kind of mid. Not the medium. Really no, not super. I really don't see it's really slim. Yours、yeah. is a、uh, medium. Yeah, medium. They、yes. might still fit. Okay, so、uh, thanks, Lining. Yeah, bring you here in Shanghai. Yes, sir, thank you. I know you, this is your third stop in China, the fourth stop in China, Hong Kong, Beijing, and Zhengzhou, right? Yeah, we、uh, we spent two days in Hong Kong, met up with Lee Hawk and、uh, and the crew out there, Kit, and、um, and then went to Beijing for four days,、mm-hmm. and Zhengzhou for two, and、mm-hmm. now here for four days, I think. I take off on Saturday. Have you been to Shang-、uh, well, China before in general? Yes、that. and no.、Um, I, I've I've only been here for development, so I really like the majority of times, and, I, and I've probably been out maybe four times in the past.、Um, I, I was in Hong Kong on a super trip in 2012, so I actually got to spend some time in Hong Kong. But then the other two times that I came to China, I was here for super development for、uh, shoe development, so I didn't get to actually spend any time.、Uh, I've been in Shanghai, but I can't really say that I have. Gotcha. You know,、mm-hmm. because I didn't. You know, I think I was here for probably three days. Two of those days were spent at the factory, and、um, you know, just quick trips in and out. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So、yeah. this has actually been. I, I did go. I did go to Beijing in、uh, 2019 in December. Yeah,、um, I remember at that time you went there for doing some fashion show, right?、Mm. Yeah, you post some photos. I remember. We actually did.、Um, they invited me out.、Uh, we met at Complex Con in LA. And、uh-huh. then、uh, some of the team invited me to come to Beijing. Came out, and、um, we started sort of working on、um, a little bit of development. And then we started working on the potential for us working together. And then I met the team in、uh, in, Par- in Paris for Men's Fashion Week 2020 in January. And then right after that, COVID hit. And then we all kept in contact, and everything got postponed until about June of 2020. Then we started picking back up. So I've been working remotely with the design team and with everybody for three years now,、um, and so this was actually the first trip that I got to go back there and work in person with the designers, meet the team, meet the people I'd been having these conversations with over the last three years in person, and it was、um, it was great. Wow, exciting! It's, it was exciting. I yeah, be, I bet. Yeah, just seeing it all come together. You know. Yeah, because the first stop,、uh, the first time there, it was kind of this.、Um, I don't know this just this imagination of what could happen,、um, you know, in, in the in the scenario working together, and、um, and then it actually happening, but then never really being face to face and experiencing that whole process because three years is a long time,、mm-hmm, and working、sure. together for that long, and then with the you know with the language、uh, barrier and a few things, it made it made it a bit of a challenge. Um, but Lee Hog's been, you know, extremely helpful through the process. So it's been, you know, and there's been a little, a little bit of, you know, the translation has been helped a little bit. But there's nothing、uh, that compares to like face-to-face interaction, and you know, especially when you're designing product and things like that. You know, when somebody gets a vibe and you and you start to understand each other and the process of it. So 
yeah, it was really, it was really good for me. And, and I think it was mutually good. I mean, designing product is, is so tough. You know, it's not like a t-shirt or maybe something simpler. Shoe is so intricate. You know, I, I, I looked at mm-hmm. your shoe and I was like, oh my God, this thing's, this thing's got everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and it's also, you know, like I, I know, I know certain things about design, you know, from where I'm at and my standpoint on that and my experiences of, you know, being an American and living in America the majority of my life and uh, traveling abroad and all that. Um, and, you know, and, and it can be kind of specific within skateboarding. The things that I'm, I'm learning is, is who the customer is and exactly what their interests are and being able to somewhat inform that by my experience. The role of mine is not to just go in and start designing a bunch of stuff. It's almost to like adapt to it a little bit, understand where the customer is. Gotcha. And, you know, because um, it's not that skateboarding is newer here or anything. It's just that, you know, it's been a, it's been around and a part of like my life for a long time. And I think that it's sort of it's, it's, it's somewhat of a new introduction to a lot more people here. So it's like, how can I use that past experience to help inform what some of that design looks like with leaning and what you know some of the because being in skateboarding for say 30 plus years is you've seen the ups and downs and the cycles of it and what's good and what hasn't been so good and how to weigh those things out and take the best of them and 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 be able to integrate them within within the chinese within chinese skateboarding yeah makes that makes total sense so i have another question for you um with with the from designing your shoe did you because you had so many iconic shoes right and um one representing basically each time period mm-hmm. or your experiences up to that point so did you try to uh, your america uh, mm-hmm. um you know all the super shoes and actually the uh, andrew has a great story about your america shoe oh yeah yeah the uh, your singling model at that time has a e two e mm-hmm. put together yeah Actually, that shape in Chinese named uh, means king. Do you know that? I became aware of that uh, <laughs> in the last few years. Yeah, that was because um, I started doing some research into, into some uh-huh. of the symbols and stuff. And I, and I was, yeah, which is really interesting. I thought that was kind of cool. Cool. That wasn't on purpose when you designed it. No, no, not at all. Um, mm-hmm. I was designing it more from just a, uh, just looking at it going like, you know, I don't know. For years, I had always dreamed of being able to like, you know, design my own shoe or have some kind of role in that Mm. and then when i did it i was kind of like what could be on the side and i think it was actually partly inspired by you know mark johnson having the m on the side of his Uh. and i think that you know there was a few around that time that kind of had i think um you know kareem campbell had the kck and it was just the you know the k with the c in the middle and i think the inspiration coming from that and Mm -hmm. going like how can i make my initials into something that is cool like what they were doing you know, because they were like the people I looked up to, and I was like, "All right, so For sure. yeah. good initials." Yeah, came out perfect. Yeah, the two two being the same makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> you know, I always wondered that with Red Dragon if they knew if if they just liked the symbol. Yeah, oh, right, right. But yeah, yeah, they just like the symbol. I, yeah, they're just like that. That one looks cool. Take that one. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you draw any inspiration or any any uh, from that, or was this kind of like, hey, let's start? completely from scratch so that first meeting that we had back in december of 20 or of 19 um, i brought in a few of my old shoes and then i brought in some of the shoes that i thought were you know currently at the time that i that i was you know that i liked and um and when i met with the designers at the time i sort of just handed it off to them and um and I had less of a role in that than I did in previous shoes, which I actually appreciated that because, you know, for me, 
sometimes I can get a little bit repetitious with the design. And, um, and, th- and I think that's what's, you know, that's what's really awesome for me to be able to work with a team of designers at Li Ning, which is really like they're at a high level. So, you know, handing something off to them, it, it allows like me to sort of have a little bit of a role in that without me just kind of recycling a lot of the things that I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think that that's, you know, that's the beauty of a collaboration is that when you can actually find people that are great at what they do, um, they can draw influences that I may never have seen because I'm kind of in the picture, you know, like it's like it's like me to see outside of that picture. I have to take a step out of it and to work with people like that. Um, so for that shoe in particular, I kind of gave some of these references of shoes that I had l- like looked up to for a long time and gave some of my old designs. And when they sent some of the first, uh, you know, the first prototypes back, I was like, this is a is a different, you know, like. My my whole thing, even through my first America shoe, was that I didn't want to design just a traditional skate shoe. You know, like that that shoe was partly inspired by a basketball shoe, partly inspired by a running shoe, even though it's a very simple, very like kind of almost rudimentary version of those. You know, like the color blocking is basketball. The, the running toe is obviously a running, running sneaker, um, but functional like a skateboard sneaker. And um, with this... I think that never having worked with an actual sportswear company to be able to, pr- to to produce at a level with the materials that they could use, it allowed me to go like, this is sort of what I've always wanted to be able to do was to make a shoe that you could actually looks like you could run and play tennis in and, and, and perform like, you know, you could do things in it as well as it being functional to skate. So that one, that was all them, you know, like mm-hmm. with, with, the, with the information that I had provided. Wow. That's Awesome. That's like Chet GPT. You're like, here you go. Yeah. Well, it was like, also, <laughs> no, you know, no. you do see a bit of reference from, uh, you know, from one of my Supras, maybe the fifth or sixth one, you know, you see it sort of in the outsole, um, you know, which is very basketball inspired. Um, you know, there's a, there's like what's, what's a, um, an airbag window in there, which some takes, I guess, reference from my first shoe. And then there's a couple of things, you know, the themes in there that, that you can sort of see. And then, um, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it was like, for me, I, I don't know you know like like I love I love getting involved in design but at the same time I love working with people that are really good at it to where you know I can go all right let's adjust this a little bit rather than start from scratch to it mm-hmm. for sure for sure when when was your first shoe from America uh 2001 that was 2001 okay that uh I'm actually I'm, well I'm from San Diego so I think you, oh cool okay you, yeah you were I think you were there at the same time, right? Like you moved from Alaska to San Diego. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Alaska. I moved to, I moved all around the country from like 12 or 13 until I was about, I guess, 14, 15. In between there, I lived in a few different places, but it landed in Phoenix. Okay. Tempe specifically. And, um, and then moved to San Diego when I was 18 after graduating high school, um, and that was kind of the Mecca at that time, right? Remember, it was For like, sure. well, it was San Francisco and San Diego. L.A. was there, but it was like the girl team, girl in chocolate. And it was like, it was, I think, a, you know, it had all of its past. But I feel like San Diego and San Francisco were sort of the ones at that time. For sure, that was definitely the, well, I mean, the hot spot. Well, I'm biased because, and I was so, uh, you know, I was just in high school and just soaking it in. So yeah. for me, it was like, that is the Mecca. That is. Yeah, so. yeah. Because what year, were, what years were you there? So, uh, well, I graduated 01 and basically okay. I've been there since, uh, since I was a little kid. Okay. <clears throat> so for me, uh, 
I, I remember that time, uh, 2001, because that's when I graduated. But uh, I'm also friends with like Ryan Bobier and stuff. And I oh think, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys were uh, you guys were filming Throw of It All around that time, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I guess I moved there in '96, so it was '96 to '98 that I was in San Diego and North County. Uh, like North North County, we moved up into that area, yeah, like yeah. Um, Encinitas. Yeah, Encinitas, yeah. Oceanside, and then um, and then just kept on migrating north. And then we went to I think Orange County was right after that. We were in Huntington Beach for a while because gotcha. I think we at that time, you know, in at least in skateboarding, you sort of you almost just followed where the brands were, you know, mm-hmm. like so. San Diego was Tumieto and and also it was Transworld, and a lot of the magazines were sort of based in San Diego, so it was easier sure. to. I mean, if that's what your career or everything was, it's like you wanted to go out and shoot photos for inter- interviews and things like that. And then you also wanted to go into the factory to be able to work on graphics and pick out some boards and whatever. And then the next was um, was when Baker started. But it was a little bit before that that we moved and met up with that whole crew. We, Our crew with Alyssa Steamer, Shane Heil, um, Scott Kobelman, this, this crew sort of merged with Andrew and Jim Greco and Brian Sumner and Alex Mole and a whole other kind gotcha. of group of people, Ali Balala. And so we all sort of converged at that time. And then about a year after that, I think we started Baker in 2000, maybe 2000, 2000 or 2001. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I just remember uh, being in high school and um, uh, Micah, I think was. Oh, Micah Matson. Yeah, yeah. Micah Matson. He uh, had some of your shoes. And he gave a pair to my buddy. Uh-huh. I, I, that was my first recollection. No like, way. Yeah, I was like, oh, like what are those? Like, you know. And my buddy, was, he's so proud. You know, he's, he's like, oh, these are the new Ellingtons. I was like, what? <laughs> what are these gonna drop? You know, the samples or? Oh, that's cool. And he wore like size nine. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Because Micah wrote for America. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But Micah's like size eleven or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> so you had to. I did the same thing. So and at that time, you just did whatever you did, yeah. right? Like you'd stuff some tissue in the toe. I remember I was probably eighteen, and Jamie Thomas's shoe was coming out, and he had samples in a size nine, and I was in a, I was in eleven. Okay. Maybe I was ten and a half at the time. Um, but yeah, that was funny because I just jammed into the size nines <laughs> and skated them. There's a trick in the um, in the Welcome to Hell Friends section. Okay, I, I did. Um, I mean, it's like for a real video nerd from that time. But fifty fifty on a, it's like a bridge shot. There's a rail and it's a flat rail with like these bolts in it. And I ollied up, grinded, and then ollied over the bolts to grind again. But I'm wearing those size nines, and I was like, nowadays, like, I mean, how would you? Like to stuff your foot into a size too small I, or too large. Is like, I just take out the insoles. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, yeah. that was one. That tongue. was one size. Yeah. Uh, cut the tongue straps. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. yeah. I'll take you make your it socks. Work. Yeah, you, you find a way. Yeah, you know. it's new shoes. I mean, like you kind of sure. you kind of have to make it work. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, that was the first time I saw it. I was I was just mind blown. And so, that's a cool place to grow up in, right? Like, yeah, to, to have people like Micah and Ryan Bobier and all these other. For yeah. sure, uh, everybody was there. Well, I mean, almost everybody. Yeah, <clears throat> but like you said, I think it was kind of the uh, the, the um, that mecca area, and uh, a lot of other guys were there. Uh, I I met Shani um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, like Jason King, a couple of the guys. I think oh, yeah. Jeff Taylor. He ended up working for DC, and um, yep. so I, when when I. Uh, worked for DC. I first thing I did was use my a company email and I hit up Jeff Taylor and I was like, "Hey Jeff, nice, yeah, because I um, DC.com. Yeah, yeah, so many, yeah. So many uh, insane stories. I mean, for a kid growing up in that in that um, neighborhood and then ended up working at DC, it's like a dream come true. Absolutely, dream yeah. come true. Um, I mean, 
you know, pros would move out of their house. That was the Steve Vera and uh, where they filmed the running scene. Oh yeah, yeah. And they moved out of that house, and um, I, w- my buddy and I went there, <clears throat> uh, and they were like, "Hey, you know, you guys can have whatever's left. Like, go through the garage." And I was like, "Oh, oh. oh. Like, oh my god, this is heaven, right?" Dream, yeah. So uh, I think it was Jeff Taylor, some maybe Kenny Anderson. They pull up. Um, it was probably Jeff Taylor because Kenny's pretty shy, but he pulls up Steve Perra's head, and he's like. You want this? Oh my God. Yeah. And I didn't drive yet. And I was like, I'm looking at it. There's like a pile of boards. And I'm like, uh, like use boards. I'll take the boards. I was like, I'll take the boards. Right. So looking back on it, I'm like, man. It would be really interesting to have that hanging here in the office. Wow. I don't know what happened to that. But those are two sweet guys. Jeff Taylor and Kenny are really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Nicest dudes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So saw your shoes, saw Jamie's shoes. And I think I remember the samples you're talking about because he, he, when he turned vegan later on, and then before that, some of his samples were were, were leather. I remember from the from America's uh, original yeah, shoe. Yeah, right? yeah. That first, I think the first couple models he had were were canvas and some kind of synthetic uh, synthetic leather or synthetic yeah. suede. But yeah, that was uh, I think that was during that vegan time. Okay, I totally yeah. forgot about that. But yeah, canvas. Oh, he had a rubber toe, but still, yeah, yeah. That's that's vegan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, thinking about the like. The, like functionality of like a yeah, canvas for sure yeah wow a lot of history so that's yeah it's awesome and then you moved so then we then we went to huntington beach and for two years we were there and um and, and we got really bored of that really quick um i mean there was like we were close to the huntington beach skate park at the time mm-hmm. and that was like you know great place to like go warm up spend the entire day there or, or you could go off and you know skate other spots that they had and they had a lot of stuff around there it was ed templeton and jeff rowley and like you know, so it was like a really iconic, um, you know, I think Tom Penny would show up sometimes. And that was, uh, uh, yeah, that was, I think, 1998 to 2000, wow. 2001, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Uh, and we got bored of that. And me and Jay Strickland, one of the one of the guys who helped start Baker, uh, we took a trip up to Hollywood, I think. And um, and we were like, we got to get out of Orange County, Huntington Beach area. Uh, for obvious reasons <laughs> and uh and then we went up and we found two apartments and um one was for one crew and one was for the other and we uh got those apartments and then and then that was it awesome moved up there and i'm, I'm glad we did excuse me does we need to distributing your shoe in the u.s already we did we did a few releases for it um when it came out in june of 21 july 21 and um and i picked five skate shops oh. and um, i also did I did distribution to Essence as well, um, mm-hmm. one of the like multi-brand retailers, mm-hmm. and uh, but I believe it was at Louis Via Roma too, which is a retailer in Italy, and then maybe End Footwear in uh, cool. in, in London or in, in England. But I picked five skate shops that I felt like you know uh-huh. represented uh, skateboarding and the brand, in the, or at least would represent the brand in the right way. And um, yeah, so we do select releases um, when we logistically when I can get the product. Cool. Um, Are we ever going to see a Death Wish and Leaning collab? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, Lee Hawk is looking we're, at we're you. Looking, <laughs> we're, we're looking for Lee Hawk's reaction on that one. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's definitely um, you know that's a, that's on the list of of, yeah. of things that we you know have access to be able to do and mm-hmm. um, you know among among other things where I think that. 
um, you know, there's there's a certain amount like to be able to work with like a core skate brand, you mm-hmm. know, the access to be able to do that, but then also to be able to work, uh, you know, even outside of skateboarding into into things that you know, like because I think that you know what's really cool about the difference between uh, our upbringing and the way that you know the eras that we came from is that skateboarding was so insular you know it was so like if you if you were weren't into this or you tried to do something that was a little bit outside of that you were almost outcasted in a way where you were maybe being a sellout or you you weren't true to what you were doing people didn't like us growing up for sure you know they they didn't and and so and so it built a family of people who we kind of said fuck the world you know to to other people that were outside of that and you're, you're so emotional about something and you really fight for it like we had to really fight for it um and i think that as you know as the years have passed and and uh skateboarding as, as a whole has matured to a different level um where it's like it's not such a bad thing to be interested in other things. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, it's more, I don't want to say it's more accepting, of you know, or, but it is. It's opened up a lot it's more. It's opened up, yeah. It's opened up for sure. And it's opened up maybe a, maybe in a good way where, where it's like, you know, yeah, sure, you shouldn't get made fun of if you're doing something a little bit different or yeah. sure, if, the, if you're interested in that. I think that's why we all started was because of, the, of those reasons. And absolutely. it's like, hey, we're doing something different and... And like it, it kind of sucks being made fun of for that, but it helped develop who we were. Absolutely. And, and looking at somebody now that's you know like say the the current generation of skaters, you can have you can have a, 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 an array of different interests, but still have a love for skateboarding. In the same way that you know that skateboarding can exist in the Olympics and also exist in a raw pure form as well, and still be those things being able to have lives. Because remember when I first started skating, vert was just on its way out. Mm. And it was like, it was almost like overnight, it seemed like the old vert pro didn't have a place in, in skateboarding anymore. And it was like, okay, so I started at a generation where it was like in 1989, 1990, where it was like street skateboarding. That's what it was all about. I didn't think twice about it. There was maybe an old burned down vert ramp in Alaska. Nobody <laughs> wanted it anymore, you know, because it just, you know, the eighties yeah. was all about vert yeah. and then, and then it transitioned into that. And then I think over the years, it's sort of, you know, morphed into different things where it's, I think it's matured into a level now of where it's okay to be like this kind of skater or this kind of skater. You don't get made fun of showing up to the park just because you're skating the bowl or just mm-hmm. because you're skating a ledge. It's opened up in a way of being a little bit more forgiving to those things. And I think that that translates also into interests and things outside of that. So, you know, and I have two kids and, you know, there's a there's a lot of skaters at school now. It's like the thing to do. Those skaters are also playing other sports activities, doing other shit. Maybe they maybe skating is a passing fad for them, which is part of this like conversation of like. They didn't really have to fight for it because in, in the you know in, in the early days or something at least my early days, you knew every single kid that skated. Yeah, you for know, sure. yeah, <laughs> you know, China. It's that part. I think uh, Chinese skaters definitely did experience at that time. Uh, I came back, and this is pre social media or even uh, cell phones. Um, I'd come back for summers. Uh, my parents basically you know bought me a plane ticket, and they're like, "Well, you can't get into that much trouble." Uh, in China it's pretty safe yeah so uh, I didn't know any skaters and I actually I was just riding the bus so I'd go out and play and do whatever you know I bring my board and I didn't see anybody and I yeah I'm on the bus I'm like wait that ledge has wax yeah (laughs) you (laughs) camp out there and wait for who's skating it I actually did I went there the first day and it's, it's hot like summertime Shanghai hot yeah and so 
I waited the whole day. Nobody came out in the daytime. I was like, oh, well, I know somebody's going to yeah. skate here. So maybe it's like a, you know, Thursday. So nobody's here. I'll go Friday. Like somebody's got to be there. Yeah. So second day again, I go. And later I realized people came after work because the, the skaters here, they, because ex- uh, I'm a little bit younger, I was still in school for summer, but uh-huh. they are already working. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, when they got exposed to skateboarding, they were already at, you know, working age. So that right. was kind of the first uh, era of skaters. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so they came after work and, they saw me and then they're like, I'm, I'm wearing, you know, uh, cargos or, you know, like uh, whatever Stevie was wearing at the yeah, yeah. big, big army yeah. pants, the uh, BDU camos. Mm-hmm. And they're like, who, who's this kid? And they'd never seen me before. Yeah. They're like, who? And I'm, I'm super tan and, you know, yeah. they're like, they're like, who's this kid? He must be some farmer's kid or something like lost. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh no, I, I skate. Yep. My Chinese wasn't that good at the time, so they're like, they're like, no, you don't, you know, you don't. Right, know. right. <laughs> Brush me off, and I'm like, oh, you, you skate indies, and they're like, whoa, this they're kid, like, yeah, this kid does know, yeah, like, he you knows know. what's up. Yeah. So I, you know, I was bringing mags back, and they're like, oh my god, we found a treasure trove. But that that amazing, feeling, yeah, that uh, for sure. Those uh, those skaters, and obviously us too, we had to fight for it. They had to fight for it even, even much more. And oh yeah, Tuoling from Zhenzhou. Um, he uh, even being further away from the bigger cities like Beijing or you know Guangzhou oh, yeah. or Shanghai, so like materials would come from the states or not so much Europe at the time, mainly from the states. Mm-hmm. Um, like suitcases were bringing them, you know, in, yeah. and uh, people in Shanghai would get it about a year later. Somebody in Zhenzhou would get it after everybody made copies or something like yep. that. So yep, yeah, um, just it's weird to see it, even music and everything. But again, yeah, yeah, it was so much more impactful, you know, an ad or something. Oh, it meant so much. Yeah, I mean, just getting your hands on a physical magazine or a video at the time, like it was, um, you know, still like you could still get that feeling, you know, and you're like, okay, that was, I mean, that's like instilled in you. Yeah. Yeah. You saw those two tapes, feedback and the starting point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's back back in 2001. I was still in the college. Uh, A friend of mine from Beijing gave me a transfer magazine. Mm-hmm. I find the editor in chief's email on it. At that time, they still put their email on the yeah. in the magazine. I sent an email to them, said I'm from China. You know, I cannot get your magazine here. Blah blah. They asked me to give them an address, and uh, really, yeah, one, they, two. They weren't like, oh, this is spam. And then one, <laughs> <laughs> one or two months later, you know, you know, one day in the afternoon, my roommate told me, "Hey, you got an international package." I was like, uh, what? I don't have any like uh, <laughs> friends from US, you know. Yeah. Then they sent me some magazines and two two tapes. I amazing. Was amazing. Totally changed my life. Yeah. And then I started the skip on a website in China. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> have you ever reached out to Dave Swift since then? Uh Dave Swift. Oh, I thought I thought there was the email address or who you who you uh, it's a Joe Pantner. Okay, I have one more question. Yes, sir. Your next uh, signature shoe. Anything you can share or mm. in, in your plan? Well, there is a plan. And uh, that was what the last four days in Beijing were. And we were working wow. on that and some, uh, some of the ideas for the apparel. And, okay. Um, I'm actually uh, one of the shoe designers, Lucas. Uh, he's, he just met up with us in Zhangzhou. And he's coming out here to meet up with us as well. Oh. Which is great because he is he's probably... Probably about your age. You guys are what, 35? 
I'm 40. You're 40? Yeah. I'm 43. Okay, 43. Yeah. <laughs> Asian, Asian. <laughs> Asian. Well, I was thinking, Jeez. for some reason, I was thinking when that came out, 2001, yeah. you were in college. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's... <laughs> That's not that long ago, you know, but it is, it's like 20 something yeah. years ago. Um, but yeah, Lucas is, uh, what do you think? Lucas is probably like close 30, to 40, 35. 35. Okay. Um, so yeah, what's really cool about this is that, is that we're actually going to spend some time together, you know, like he'll, he, uh, he did grow up skating. He had my old America shoe, which is mm -hmm. awesome. And his designs and the way that his brain works with design is like, is, is something I respect. So mm. it's like, it's going to be cool to be able to like spend some time in Shanghai with them, cruise around the streets and kind of like go into visit shops and get an idea, like for both of us to kind of get an idea of where we both are and uh and then built from there but the idea is to is for tw uh, 2024 is to release three shoes um wow wow yeah. as far as the specifics of the design you know the, the three the three shoes would just be three totally different shoes from each wow. other um and and something in a in in a in a different direction where this is uh you know they'd be you know one is a is a little more uh, of a, a technical style sneaker and, um, you know, another being a little bit more retro inspired, mm. even possibly from the original Ellington, wow. kind of like some of, cool. some of the ideas and the blocking and the things like that. And then another one being a little bit more on the simple, you know, like something mm -hmm. really easy and accessible. Mm -hmm. So, well, three wow. shoes and yeah, yeah. No, yeah I cool. think, uh, and we'll, we'll see if it happens, you know, and we'll work as hard as we can to get there. And, um, you know, like, I think it'll, it'll be nice because, um, you know, to be able to like work hard from now to create an actual range um will be cool um it's something that i've never done before you know over the years it's always been you know like you, you work hard in one project and there's a lot of other things going on and i think with this um being able to just be involved at something of that scale mm -hmm. and, and then and then being able to kind of like spend time here understand what the skaters are about understand what the needs are what the styles are and things like that and then yeah. being able to like put my stamp on some of that without me trying to like personally design something that I'm, that I'm personally into, you know? So it's like, yeah, like I, I can wear a variety of different things, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I think that the days of, uh, you know, being 22 years old and going, this is the only thing I like, you know? And it's yeah. like, well, you know what? Like design to me is about, it's about being able to recognize something, translate that and being able to put my DNA into that. A little, a little bit of the the design and the things that I've done over the years, and and I think that's. Chuling shared lots of photos when you were in Zhengzhou. Yeah, yeah you guys looks had it really fun. Had yeah. some some good food there, right? It was really good. Yeah, he took me to a few restaurants that uh, that his friend had, and um, the first night was some traditional Zhengzhou food, mm -hmm. and it was uh, there was a soup there. The the translation I can't remember. Hui Min. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. noodle. Yeah, it was uh, see you again. Right, that's the the translation is. Oh, Hui Min. Oh. Hui Min. Hui. Yes. Yeah, see you later. See you next time. Or? See you next time. Yeah, basically meet like, somebody. Meet, meet, yeah. Meet, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't yeah. actually. I don't think Celine took me to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> for twenty years. This was the the interesting thing that the owner of the restaurant told me. He's like, so if if you come to Zhangzhou and you don't have this soup, mm. you basically haven't come to Zhangzhou. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, like, That's whatever. Yeah, and, and, and I loved it too. You know, like I, I thought. Awesome. I'm also like, I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm past that stage of when you're younger and you're like, kind of like, oh, I don't want to try this. Or like, I'm open to explore things. And over the years I've like gotten into certain things and I'm like, bring it on. You know, like exactly. I, I love, yes. like I love being able to experience like, 
you know, there was some things I was like a little bit questioning and I was like, all right, cool. Let's fuck with it. You know, that, that sounds like a dare for next time he comes to Shanghai. All right. Okay. I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Seriously. Yeah. Um, then, then, uh, last night we had same owner of the restaurant took us to a place he had, uh, and, and we did hot pot. Hot pot and tastes the best. Mine was it. extra spicy because, uh, Lee Hawk's been informing everybody that I like really spicy food <laughs> <laughs> and I had the yogurt next to me and I had like maybe four <laughs> bottles of water along with it. Cool. But wow. Like, yeah, I dig it. It was good. And yeah. And then the signing went off and, uh, Cheng Ling is, is amazing. And, uh, yeah, he, he got a great crowd out and the kids were stoked and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nice, man. It's awesome. Leaning super supportive about, uh, you know, uh, flying you out and then obviously like meeting up with the designer and even if they miss something instead of being like, Oh, just do it over a call or, you know, something they, they flew the designer out to meet up with you again. And yeah, Shanghai, yeah. You know, like, I think it speaks volumes about who they are as a company. You know, it's like to be able to um, allow that freedom to be able to like uh, give that process, like the legs that it, that it, mm-hmm. that it, that it can, ha- can have, um, you know, because I, you know, I, I, I've experienced a lot of difficult situations at brands and, you know, and seeing friends and other people that I know that are, you know, and there's always, there's always going to be, a, you know, a difficult situation you'll be able to get through. But at the same time, to me, it shows a lot about the company is is how that process works, and mm. and then you know giving the liberty and going like you know like yeah, go out and check this out, you know, and uh, because I don't think that's very common, you know, in oh, any sure. in any company in any country. Cool, cool. Anything else? Uh, and I think you need to shout out to Lee Hawk. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. man behind. He is the man putting all this together. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Cool. The wizard Lee Hawk. Speak, I think, so is Lee Hawk like the T, <clears throat> excuse me, is he the TM or is there a TM kind yeah, of role? I don't know the, if there's like the, the titles of that, but I think he's doing a little bit more than that. But uh, because, you know, I, I think he, he helps take care of me and the riders back home. And then he helps, you know, with Chen Ling and, and boss and people here. Um, but also he's dealing with, you know, inside the, the company with, uh, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's, uh, him and I, uh, brainstorm a lot on, on different uh, marketing plans and yeah. things that we'd like to. So I think at the moment he's putting together a marketing plan for 2024. So awesome. yeah, yeah, he's definitely taken on a little more than the traditional TM. Uh, speaking of TMs is, I know Jay Thorpe's over at Baker yeah. Boys, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's his role? He was TM. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he also kind of like does, you know, he is TM, but I feel like it's, how would I say, um, emotional support as well, you know, like, we, like we, a, we need that role. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's definitely like the, he's like the uncle, you know, wow. for, for a lot of the kids, you mm. know, like, and, and even, even us, like mine and Andrew's age, because we're all this, about the same age. But Jay, interestingly, I don't know if you knew this, but he, he, well, he was from San Diego, yeah, North I, County. I know. We met when we were about 18 years old. Okay. And um, mm. he used to come down to our house in San Diego, or we'd go up to North County and skate. And from then on, we've we've all been connected. So he's been around in a part of the scene. He was Alex Gall, remember Trainwreck? Yeah, I remember Trainwreck. They were best friends Okay. Um, back in that time. I I knew him through a friend of mine. They were, they were actually cousins. And... Cousins of Jay or Trainwreck? No, 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 Jay. Okay. And uh, my friend Tyrone, he's, he's black. I've known him since sixth grade. And he was like, and so when we were skating, it was about, you know, uh, 16 or something. I think we had cars. And he's like, hey, let's go to um, my, my cousin Jay's house. Uh-huh. And I was like, 
uh, okay, you know, I just, I just went along. I didn't yeah. know which Jay he was talking about, but I figured we'll figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> so we roll up somewhere in San Marcos, and uh, he goes, yeah, go, go knock on the door. And he's like, I got to get some from my car. And I'm like, that is kind of weird. Like, yeah. You know? um, anyway, so the, there's like pots outside, you know, I was like, this, this is looking like my house. <laughs> a little bit Chinese, right? Like what? So uh-huh. anyway, so I knock on the door and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's for Jay. And I'm like, uh, is Jay here? It's a little Asian lady. Comes uh-huh. out. She's like, oh yeah. And I was, I was like, Tyrone, this is your cousin. Is he black? Like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so the little old lady's like, Jay, uh, your friend's here or something like that. Yeah. So Jay Thorpe walks out and I'm like, wait, wait what's, what? going <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were half Chinese. Like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then, so uh, we went skating at Carlsbad Park or something, but yeah, yeah that's first time I met Jay and so I just thought I shared because I knew he, he was doing something over at Baker Boy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, to be in that role you have to have you have to have respect. You know, like or else, you know, people as a team manager it's tough. It's a really tough role. Um, but everybody respects him and he's obviously like he had one of the best styles in skateboarding. Like you skated with him and uh and and then he's just um he's got that kind of wisdom, you know, where he like when he offers advice it's like real. Mm-hmm. You know, like and um yeah, so that's why I was like it's like kind of a team manager slash emotional support um for everyone. That makes sense. He's perfect for the role. I mean, yeah, yeah. And he's very like level headed. You know, everything he does is like, you know, he he you know I don't you don't see Jay fly off the handle. No. No. He's and like you said, everything he says is valuable, but the way his delivery is too, it's just so nonchalant. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you're like, well, that was really profound. Right, right. <laughs> you're like, whoa. Yeah. How do you come up with that? And it's experienced it, you know, it's the respect. It. Anything else? Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, you know, for your time. It was nice to meet you Thank both. you so and, much. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll go out and skate tomorrow or something if it's dry. It's pouring rain right now. For sure. Yeah. Thank you, Lee Hawk. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, sir. Thank you. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, this is Andrew. This is Danny. All right. This is Eric. We're out. Bye. Peace.